Thanks for hanging out with us today, everybody. Um, we are going to um, be raising money all day today. And I just want to let people up, give you an update on how we're doing on the diaper drive for Hurricane Dorian. Um, during our show so far, we have raised $830. So that's being matched. So we're up to $1,660 already. Yep. David at First Equity Mortgage is going to be matching every dollar that you guys donate through the end of the show, up to $1,500. We can certainly get more money than that. We hope to get more money than that. As you know, we are working with the Miami Diaper Bank and Bahama Strong to make sure that we're getting supplies to the people who have just been devastated through with the hurricane and uh, need diapers and wipes yeah. and all the good stuff that goes along with it. So every dollar works. We get, um, you know, they have mass of purchasing power, so we can buy a lot more diapers than you would think. A $20 donation gets 117 diapers. So we hope that you um, can help us out there. Yes. It's keyword diaper at my talk. And be sure to click on Team Lori and Julia. That's where you'll find the matching sponsorship. That's right, because that's when we can match the dollars. You're so right. That was uh, redundant, as we say. Okay, so (laughs) we are going to be talking right now. We have Matt Goldman with us, and um, this his book, The Shallows, is just excellent. But he, you've had other books before that, and you do other things. But I want to let everyone know that this is sponsored. Our book club sponsor is Winding Trail Books, located in Milton Square in St. Anthony Park. And people, you can buy your books local. Yes. So we hope you <laughs> support, support our local bookstore. So nice to meet you, Matt. Nice to meet you. And you have, this is the, is this the third book in your series yes. with Nils? Yes. He's, can you give everybody the setup for the book, The Shallows? Uh, the Shallows, well, Nils Shapiro is a private detective in town. And The Shallows starts when a lawyer is found uh, murdered. He lives on Christmas Lake, and he's tied to his own dock with a fish fishing stringer through his jaw. That's it, how it starts. That's like the first page. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the first page. And then I love him. I love Neil's voice. It's thank you. It's really what you know. We haven't read your other two books. Um, give us the name of those. I'm um, Gone the, to Dust, which was your first book, and then you wrote and a, then Broken Ice. And is that with Nils as well? Yeah, those are both with Nils. They Gone are. to Dust introduces Nils. Okay. Uh, a woman is found murdered in Edina. Hold your applause. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, her body and the house is covered in the dust and dirt of hundreds of vacuum cleaner bags. And there's so much stray forensic evidence and all that stuff that they have to bring in a, a consultant to help them. They can't solve it in the lab. And that's Neil Shapiro. And that introduces him. Okay. That is such a wild concept. <laughs> first of all, I want to know what you were doing that night. Yeah. Holy it, cow. Is that all crazy. on the first page of Gone to Dust? That is uh, pretty much on the first page of Gone to Dust. Yeah. Okay. So what is always fun for us, we interview a lot of authors and have about one, about one a week. And what's fun for Lori and I always and Holly is when there's a Minnesota connection. Mm-hmm. And we have so many amazing writers in Minnesota. So many. And yeah. this book, The Shallows, is a standalone book. Um, you don't. I didn't read your past right. with N- Nels, but I want to know him. His voice is quirky. It's fast. I love we're at the West End. We're out at Lake Minnetonka. We're over at Christmas Lake. I mean, it just feels... Do you feel that way when you, you know... Yeah, I, you know, uh, most of my career has been in Hollywood as a television writer. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, when I started writing Gone to Dust in 2015, it published in 2017, some of it I was here for, but a lot of it I was there, and I love it here. And so I, I just loved writing about here when I couldn't be here. Well, that's yeah. that's like a great thing, and I understand that The Shallows 
is going, it's so fast. I just, it's fast. It's great. Every page. He reminded me of a little bit of a Columbo. You know, Nels right. is a little bit of a Columbo-like character, but a sexy, sexy, good-looking Columbo. But wearing Stan Smith Adidas, right? Yeah. So he he's updated. Kind of, he's kind of a sexy <laughs> yes. Columbo. You get yeah. both. Y- you do. Yeah. Yes. He, you know, part of, part of writing about Minnesota is dealing with Minnesota nice. So you can't have these big head-breaking PI, tough guy characters. It just doesn't work here. Like, if you're not polite enough to work your way in and have a conversation with people, they're not going to give you any information. So so he is he's a Minnesotan, Nils, and he has to play by Minnesota rules. I love him. I, all right, uh, so and I understand The Shallows. Is that going to be optioned for a TV show? Well, or I'm, is it the whole series? The whole series, is. I'm in conversations with somebody right now about taking that to television. Okay, so you went to the University of Minnesota and yep. you did stand-up comedy. Yes. How'd that go? It went great. Uh it went great for my career. I personally did not love it. I didn't uh-huh. like being on stage. I liked the writing part. So when I, uh, after I graduated, I got in my dented up Ford Escort, Escort and drove out to L.A. and it worked out as a TV writer. Yeah. And and so was one of your first jobs the Seinfeld? Show? Yeah, that was my first big job. And so what was that experience like? Well, it it's different. You know, I was there in the very beginning. Sure. So. Uh, so it was just uh, a writer named Pat Hazel and me and Larry and Jerry, and that was it. And so we didn't know the show was going to become the mega hit. It became, sure. it was really an interesting education for me about the importance of voice and vision because Larry and Jerry had it and they stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And NBC hated that show in the beginning. Well, it was not successful, I remember, in the ratings at all. Well, it... it not right away right. it wasn't, but but in the, from the very beginning, you know, they wouldn't let Larry David go to meetings at the network because he was too volatile. They were all afraid of him. <laughs> so they would bring me just to yeah. have, an, and I was 26 years old, sure. and I was just a baby writer. So I would just sit there and keep my mouth shut and watch. And NBC really pushed Jerry to change that show, and he very calmly and politely said, nope, we're not changing it. Cancel the show if you don't want to do it but we're not changing it my favorite always is it's a show about nothing and when people always would ask about our show donnie what would we say it's a show about nothing but you took that lesson of being really secure in your characters and took that into your career and into your work as a novelist right yes it's all about characters yeah and and by the way i don't think seinfeld everybody says that was a show about nothing it i wasn't. think it was a show about selfishness oh yeah because those are the most Selfish characters on earth. I love that. And they just, but they act on it. That's mm-hmm. what makes it funny. Absolutely yeah. hysterical. But we all can identify with that that base instinct they have. Do you still have a good relationship with those dudes? Yes, all of them. Yeah. I've worked with Julia on a few things. I think I'm closest to her. Uh, and I've talked to Jason quite a few times, and I run into Larry and Jerry yeah. once in a while. Yeah. yeah, you know, if you're just joining us, we're with Matt Goldman. His latest book is The Shallows, and it's the third in a series, but you can just pick that one up as we did. And you've got a fourth one coming out, Dead West. Yeah, in that book, I actually send Nils to Los Angeles. Oh, no. Yeah, the prim- this el- elderly couple who lives on Summit Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, very wealthy. Their grandson just turned 30 and got his trust fund and went to L.A. And they're worried he's going to blow it investing in the movie <laughs> business. So they send Nils out there. And I lived in Los Angeles on and off for 30 years, and it never felt like home. And I really wanted to have Nils go show Experience Los Angeles that. from my point of view. And so having that Minnesota perspective 
of Los Angeles. Yes. And having him, Nils, look at this big, huge city through his eyes. Yeah. Because the, the rules are different. The rules are totally different. And his Minnesota nice just didn't work very well there. He had to change his, change his game plan. Did you have to do that, Matt? Uh, I tried. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I don't know how successful I was. I mean, I've had a nice career you out there. You have had a nice career. I'll continue to do some television work, uh, but I really love writing novels, and I really love being here. And so, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I completely had to change. Do you think that um, the difference between writing for a TV show versus writing a novel, is it just this is more your own, you can own it, you can be for, you can create it from the beginning to the middle v- to the end? Very much so. You know, in TV, uh, when you have a TV show on the air, first of all, you have a production which involves about 200 people. Which just then yeah. there's a studio usually and a network. So to get everybody on the same page, it's it's a it's it's a tremendous amount of work that isn't writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sure. and, it's a lot of and, politicking. And, yeah, it's a lot of that mm-hmm. and getting everyone on board and getting outlines approved and story ideas approved and edits approved and. And and bringing people to rehearsals and showing them run-throughs and everyone has notes on that and it's it's a miracle any work, good work gets done ever but uh, but novel writing is, I think is heaven yeah oh I love that all right if you're just joining us we're with Matt Goldman um, Matt we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back I want to know about um, you know a writer the difference between the pay equity between men and women a big case just happened with the women female writer from crazy rich asians yeah i just kind of want to get your perspective on that and then the you know the wizards of waverly place is it going to come back How oh we got to talk about gonna... selena gomez i yes. mean and more, and more, <laughs> learn more about you this is just okay. a treat for us all right you're listening to laurie and julia this on my tech 1071 and listen we are collecting donations Right now for Hurricane um, Dorian, we're doing the diaper drive. You can just go to my talk keyword diaper, and for every dollar that you donate, it is being matched right now by David at First Equity. So it's a perfect time to donate right now. Our team is sitting at nine hundred and five dollars, and that is all being matched. We have a long way to go, people, and we would just appreciate your help. We'll be right back. Probably think that you are better now. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us today. Again, we just hope if you're feeling generous or want to teach maybe your children how to how to be generous oh. and donate, you can go to mytalk1071.com. We are um, collecting funds for um, to give diapers and supplies to um, families in need in the Bahamas that have been affected by Hurricane Dorian. You just go to mytalk keyword diapers. We are at nine hundred twenty five dollars, so we have a ways to go. We would love it if you. Um, would like to donate even $10, $20. Well, it's going to be matched up to $1,500 yep. by David from First Equity. So your donation is going to be doubled simply by donating right now. Right. And when you go in the donation, um, you start going in. It's very easy to use. Just make sure you click on the Lori and Julia show so those funds are going to be matched. Now, we are meeting a very exciting person, Matt Goldman, who is... Uh, from Minnesota, lived in L.A. for 30 years, came back to Minnesota and is writing amazing novels um, with this great character, Nils Shapiro. Yes. Um, detective stories. 
And um, welcome, Matt. And it's yes, just sir. Matt, not Matthew. It's just, just Matt. It's just I simple. never went the Matthew. Never you went never the full the name thing. You no. didn't go formal. Never. No. When you when you were stand up, were you Goldman no. or Goldie or anything no, else? No. Nothing. When I was a kid, people called me Goldie. I yeah. Yeah. Goldilocks. Yeah. yeah, I believe. <laughs> yeah. All the you know. Names. Yeah. Yeah. So you, um, you know, have been. You wrote in Hollywood for a very long time. Yeah. And we just read a story about that should be right in front of me, and of course I don't have it in front of me. The woman that um, there was a co-writer on Crazy Rich Asians and she decided to quit because of pay disparity. And Mm -hmm. her thing was that she hadn't written a feature motion picture before. Adele Lim. Yeah, Adele Lim. She was a TV writer. Right. And she said that she wasn't getting paid fair enough compared to her co-writer who had written several major motion pictures. And this is something, this is something, and I know right. you probably don't want to touch this at no, all. No, that's fine. But, but <laughs> uh, I, let's stir it up. Union talk, right, <laughs> right but, Matt? But what, her, what her issue was, is she was brought in to write the second Crazy Rich Asian. She helped out a little bit on the first one, but Peter Chirelli um, is getting paid a lot more, but he was right. the original writer. And so when she found out how much more money he was making than her, mm-hmm. she decided to quit. And I completely understand people come in with different experience levels. Yeah. And that's natural. But her point is when she found out it was such a huge gap, like she's making a hundred thousand, he's making uh, close to a million dollars and Mm -hmm. they're both putting in the same hours Mm -hmm. and they're not going to have her be the key second writer if she's not good. So she quits. He offers them to give her part, half of his salary. The studio doesn't come forward with anything and she still says no. Well, um, this is the first time hearing of this story. But uh, the way things work in Hollywood is you uh, you you build up what's called quotes. So so when you're when you're starting out, your quote is low. Sure. And and that can change if you write something on spec, like you you just sit at home and write it, and then it goes out into the marketplace. It will sell for whatever it sells for. But if you're a writer for hire being brought in to work on an existing project, mm-hmm. you basically will get your quote plus a little bit more. And people build up their quotes over time. So a beginning writer to get $100,000, which I know sounds like a crazy amount of money to normal people, um, that's fairly standard. And for someone who has a long track record of successful movies to get a million is fairly standard. Do you think the pay disparity, though, between ethnic men men and women is and ethnic folks is different? There has definitely been a pay disparity in those for both based on gender mm-hmm. and on ethnicity. Yeah. And it is slowly getting better. Mm-hmm. Slowly. Was it hard? Did you ever have this happen where you were working with women that you, I, I'm putting you on the spot, man. No, I don't fine. mean to, but when you're working, I mean, you worked on Ellen on the Ellen show and yeah. you were, you were, you wrote, were you part of writing the episode when she came out? Yes. Um, I mean, there were female writers on that staff, weren't Yeah, there? and I don't know what people's salaries were, right. but when I came in, um, you know, before I worked on Ellen, I worked with a woman named Diane English who had created Murphy Brown. I love And then mm-hmm. the show I worked on, which was called Love and War. And she was, a fan, and still is a fantastic writer and a very powerful producer. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't see those pay disparities in the little shows I worked on. Right, okay. And then when I got to Ellen, I mean... I, again, I don't know everyone else's salary, but that sure. we had 14 writers on that show. It was quite diverse uh, as far as sexual orientation. Sure, okay. Not racial. 
But Ellen was definitely making the most money of anyone. And yeah. then that show was very mixed between men and women. Right. And, and, I, and I know that, and when I worked on it, one year it was ran by two women, and the other year it was ran by a man and a woman. And I'm sure that they were paid the same thing. Right. So uh, otherwise I would have heard about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so, so those things are slowly getting better. Right. But there, but there were built in, uh, there was a built in old boys network sure. for a long time. Do you feel like it's crumbling though? Like kind of, it is, yeah. uh, it, it, it's, uh, a couple of things are helping it crumble. One is me too. So yep. some big powerful people are deservedly getting knocked down. Mm -hmm. The other is there's a bazillion networks now. So there's a place for these other voices Absolutely. to exist and shine. Right. And, you know, a show like Atlanta never would have found a home 10 mm -hmm. years ago, but now it's like, oh, there's, that's the best comedy on TV. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's a combination of old things being broken down by things like Me Too, and then just that more voices are getting out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where, mm -hmm. If you're just joining us, this is Matt Goldman. His book, The Shallows, I don't know if you had time to read it. I don't even know if we gave you a copy, Holly. Did you? Yes, I read The Shallows. Oh. Yes, I, yeah. Thank <laughs> you, Julia. Well, I, I read the book. Know. I told you I read the book. I'm not listening to everything. I've got Dory <laughs> okay, going you've got through filters. some other yes. things going on. Well, my question with The Shallows, uh, Matt, was when you wrote the first book, Gone to Dust, did you uh, conceive this as being a book series, as cultivating and developing the characters, Neil Shapiro, as someone you wanted to hang around with and develop through multiple books? Yeah, I hoped it would be a series. Yeah. And, and and, you know, I'm a big believer, like, in series television, people really come back every week for the characters. Right. Yes. And especially in episodic TV, where it's not, where there's a new story every week, mm -hmm. they'll ride through a not great story to, because they love the characters. I mean, Seinfeld's a perfect example. I mean, in the beginning, they were all waiting for a table at a Chinese restaurant or uh, looking for a car in a parking garage. And then it got to the point where one character w lied to a woman and said he was a marine biologist, so she'd go out with him. And another character hit a golf ball into the ocean and it landed in a whale's spout, and then the whale washed up. And somebody said, is there a marine biologist here? And you, and you don't think it's stupid. You buy it because yeah. you love the characters. Right. And so I hoped it would become a series. And when my publisher... Uh, bought Gone to Dust, they thought it would be a series too, so they asked for, let's see a second book. And when mm -hmm. they saw that, they asked for two more. So there's going to be at least four of them. It, and that's so good. Um, we just give it thumbs up. We, it was our oh, first introduction. Yeah. Do you, what, who do you love to read? Um, it, it, you know, I read, I came to crime fiction relatively late. I was mm -hmm. kind of literary, a literary fiction snob. Okay, I don't sure. know why I was so writing. So you were uh, like Jonathan Friends and he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he the corrections was yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Purity. Eh. Yeah. Um, but freedom, I really liked. Anyway, mm -hmm. uh, so I read a combination of crime fiction and then I, like the thing I just finished was The Goldfinch. Ah. Because uh, I wanted <gasps> to read that before the movie comes out. And Did you love it? I did love oh. it. And it's crime fiction. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it, there's so much that makes that book crime fiction. So crime fiction is kind of this made up genre. Uh, it, so marketers and booksellers know mm -hmm. where to shelve books. And so many female authors are having such a great, great run right now. Great run. Yeah, we're yeah. reading the new Ruth Ware. She wrote mm -hmm. The Woman in Cabin 10. And um, her new one is... It's twisty. It's kind of ghost story. It's, oh, really? It's, it's the key in the room or something like that. Turn of the key. <laughs> the turn of the key. I yeah, never yeah. can get our... We've always got a bunch going. Yeah. A really great book that we just read is The Chain. 
Oh, yeah, by uh, Alex. Ale- yeah, Andrew, uh, what's his name, Donnie? Um, Enzo- yes. yes. Yeah. And he had that, you know, he had quit writing. Yes. And then, uh, what's his name, Dan, Don Winslow. Don Winslow's agent, Shane Salerno, yes, found it. Yeah, 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 they, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they... Yeah, good for him. It's great. I have not read that one yet, but it, I hear it's fantastic. It, it's fantastic. Yeah. He was on a couple of weeks ago. It's great. great. So as far as the very, so you finished The Goldfinch. Yes. Oh, I had <laughs> such a hard time getting into that one. I gave up. It, I I gave up when it first came out mm-hmm. and I gave it another chance mm-hmm. just now. And then, and so, yeah, once you get in, you get in. Matt, do you see yourself writing any more books outside of Neil Shapiro? Well, yes. I, I wrote a historical novel that takes place in 1922 in St. Paul, mm-hmm. and that's going out to publishers right now. Great. Oh, cool. Yeah. And is it historical fiction? Yes. Oh, fun. I love those. All right. So delighted to meet you. Very nice to meet you. We're going to be reading you. The book is The Shallows. We're going to be watching. I hope you're a friend of our show. Yes, Come absolutely. on often and just talk about stuff. Anytime. Really delightful to meet you. Again, folks, if you are feeling generous and um, have 20 extra dollars, we would love it if you would help us out with our diaper drive. It is being matched right now. Every dollar that you donate is being matched by David at First Equity Mortgage. We are up to a little under $1,000. That's right. We've still got some matching money, and we would just love anything that you feel like you could donate. All for a good cause, and it's simple to do. Just go to my talk keyword diaper. We'll be right back after um, the headlines. Yeah, we got to take a little break.